Hello and welcome to the Carbidrage Podcast, episode 268. I am Eric Berger, joined as always by Squeaky Chairman Ryan Sinitsky. Hello, sir. Hi, my chair is squeaky. I can tell. I need some lube. Yes. Jenna, you are back. Hello. I am. I. This is actually the last. Of the Mohicans? Yes. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a very cool looking. So when I got so. back from Florida, I went to a caribou cool. um, post-COVID. Okay. And I asked for pumpkin, uh, the pumpkin white mocha. And they said that they didn't have any like the day after they launched their Christmas drinks. And I, cr- I cried in the drive-thru, right? And... I'm on, like, my fifth one since then. I was going to say, they don't run out of the pumpkin squirts that quick. Like, I, I can still go to well, that's the Starbucks thing is, and get that. Normally, it wouldn't be a problem, but I have, like, Jan all queued up because of, like, supply line issues. Yeah. I'm like, assume everything's going to be out until yeah. proven otherwise. Okay, fine. So you're not so let like, down. So, right. then I went to the one coffee shop that's on, I don't want to tell you where it is because it's my secret coffee shop. <laughs> And they always have the sauces later than anyone else. Okay. And so they still had it. And so I was like, all right, this is my last one. If any other one is just going to be a bonus one. It's been weeks. They still have it. I was like, why did that woman make me cry in the drive-thru? Simple pleasures in life. It's like the Shamrock Shake, though. I mean, some locations have them for like two months after. And some are done like the next day. Yeah, and I, I think it was just a new trainee that didn't want to deal with me. And I was really, I was upset because I had come, like, at know, the airport, I know what you're talking was about. closed oh, God. both times. This is the straw that broke the and camel's then, back. Yeah, <laughs> and then I got COVID, so I had to wait a week. Oh, no. And then when I finally was like, oh, I'm clear, I can at least go to a drive through with a mask on and be fine. And then they tell me that they don't have pumpkin. I was just, I was, that was I the was last, done. That's I the was final like, straw. I was like, nah! there's been several straws since, but you know, we're, we're, we're too, Fine. Up. One of the final straws. It was, it was the tip of the iceberg, as they like to say. It's the top of the Jenga tower. Yes. Um, but. I'm just using different random metaphors. I'm still to getting to... it iced because uh, it, the weather's fine. Yeah. Is it really? Since we last recorded, the weather has gone from like 75 and sunny to 10. So, and it's white outside. When I was in Las Vegas for SEMA, yeah, why we are late with all of our episodes because so I was I mentioned to Dan, I'm like, I definitely mentioned this when we were doing the pumping cover. He goes, No, we had a whole conversation about this. I'm like, Okay, I knew you guys were going to SEMA, I just didn't know when SEMA was. I know we had a whole like discussion about it the exact days because I didn't know the exact days. (laughs) <laughs> like it was in front Not of me. And no, it was, it was in front of you, and then in hindsight, the way here you go, you know what? Eric was having a conversation with Katie in Brooklyn when we were having this conversation. Katie wasn't even there. No, wasn't she? she you were having a conversation. No, it was with Ellie. That's who it was. Okay. Yeah, you're having a conversation with Ellie in Brooklyn. Like that, that tracks. And I'm like, yep, okay. He just was not paying attention to what Dan and I said. But anyway, that's what I told Ryan. Yep. I was I like, he probably I wasn't listening. I do not listen to other people's conversations. Yeah, that's totally fair. Yeah. Totally fair. Yeah, that's that, straight that's up. Like, yeah. people are like, did you see that? I'm like, no, I'm driving. Like, I didn't um, see what was going on in the car next to me. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like very situationally aware. I know everything. A lot of people are. I am not. I'm like particularly <laughs> like so. It's because you have alcoholic parents. Yeah, I have to be hyper aware of everything that's happening in the world. Great. Childhood trauma. Childhood trauma, <laughs> yeah. Um, the face really yeah, sells yeah. everything. <laughs> it's, it's because accurate. childhood trauma. That's how it is. So um, we're both very situated. So, um, I can't anyway, <laughs> when I was in Las Vegas, <laughs> fine. 
the temperature peaked at 67 degrees. Wow, that's unseasonably cold. 40 to 67. It was chilly overnight when I went to SEMA last year, but it wasn't that cold. The high on Wednesday was 40 in Las Vegas. People must have been losing their minds. Yeah. I was like talking to some Mexican dudes, like actually from like a mm-hmm. shop in Mexico, and they were like freezing. And I'm like sitting here, like being like just annoyed cold. And they're like, How are you taking this so long? I come from Minnesota. And they go, Why'd you bring the weather with you? I'm like, It's warmer in Minnesota than it is here. This is the worst part. Yeah, it was fantastic weather. Yeah, I'm so I'm pissed. Stuck open. Inside. I'm I mean, I'm kind of, um, I would, I would <laughs> absolutely take that over 110 degrees, but oh, yeah. the, the, the best part was, is that, uh, somebody in the house made the executive decision to just leave the hot tub on for the entire week. It's a rental. May as well. Yeah. And just keep it warm at all times. Cause that's the only way to stay warm. They probably don't have a furnace, right? It's like, well, no, I'm sure they yeah, do. Yeah, no, they make a, like, a, yeah, basically, just it a, like a, a tiny little electric cold one. cold place. No, it was a totally normal house. It's just as, it was owned by like a Chinese real estate firm. Yeah, so they painted, they're all owned by the same company. Yeah, so they painted the walls to look like bare concrete, even though they were definitely just normal walls. Oh, that's so interesting. The styling was strange, yeah. The, it was very strange. had last year, it was like, Tons of like fan, like paper fans everywhere, and they oh, had, this like, was not like they that. Had a recreation like uh, sushi wall. I this like, was, it was like weird. modern art. Like I think I deleted watch... the photos already. I think they're but... themed. But... Do you ever watch uh, Penguin Zero on YouTube? Okay, so he he streams and he'll watch these like mega mansion videos, <laughs> and all the ones in Las Vegas always look just like. People with money don't have taste, and they're all very, very sterile for no reason. Yeah, I delete. I did delete the photos because they were horrifying. Like yeah. I just hated it in there. It was so terrible looking. But anyway, I'm not. Yeah, gonna, and I'm not going to be a choosing beggar because it's a free trip to Las Vegas. So fair enough. Yeah, but anyway, for, uh, wet, weather is terrible. Um. Anyway, let's move forward. All right, beer. Uh, you have the and last hams. We covered that. You've got caribou. Sounds good. I am reprieving because I don't want to walk all the way to the other unit. Patreon.com forward slash carpetrage on this super cool web page. You will get your golden ticket to our super cool Discord server and or just having the realization in your back pocket that you help us pay the hosting costs and for a small portion of our beer budget. Patreon.com forward slash carpetrage. We have options starting at a buck a month. All right, first topic, and we have actually discussed this a little bit prior, but we actually have some details now, and I know I said actually twice, whatever, come at me. Stellantis's new GME T6, which is the apparently internal name for their 3-liter inline-six engine, which is coming, will be a hurricane hurricrate. So that's what they're calling the engine. It's going to be a hurricane, but they're going to call it just like the elephant and the helicrate, the hurricrate. I don't know how I feel about the name, but coming back to the actual engine, very happy about a straight six. Very happy that these are available in a lot of different states of tune. And the crate motor version is going to be 660 horsepower, which is pretty spicy. And they are planning versions of up to 1,000 horsepower from the factory. So the fact that it took Mopar like 40 or 50 years to make crate motors, like it didn't happen until 2009. Like, the, the first 5th gen Hemis, nothing. The old, what did they call those back in the 90s? They had uh, Magnums, Magnums and then the pre, like, 318s and all that kind of stuff. Like LAs. You, yeah, you could buy those, but they weren't crate engines. They weren't designed to be put into other things and run. 
Now, in the last 10, 12 years, they have at least made crate engines. So when you blow up the engine in your 335, now you've got an option for a straight six. And I'm seeing a very sad face on my co-host's face. This is one of the ugliest engines I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, yeah. It's all just ridged plastic. It is so bad looking. This is horrific. You put an aftermarket valve cover on this there. This is a crate engine. Be fine. Yeah. It's designed to be looked at. Well, you have no choice to look, look at it. And look at this. Yeah. That is a lot of plastic. Why That's would a lot want, of plastic. I wouldn't want that. Um, that looks horrific. It's entirely a look thing. Here's they, some metal stuff. That's fine. The metal's fine, but I mean, like, <laughs> it's bare aluminum and ridged plastic. This is going to pl- look terrible forever. There is a lot of plastic. D- it, this oh, looks like the, the sort of too. engine Yuck. that, uh, like, a Tesla enthusiast designs. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's this designed... was a CAD model that just got sent off for production. They get the first one, they're like, ooh. Yeah, mm-hmm. they didn't look at this. We already did it, so. Like, even the intake manifold's horrific. Uh, I didn't even look at the other side. Um, the, the I can't opening, even see I'm just it. looking at the main photo, the intake right there with the. Oh, uh, but oh yeah, it's like built into the intercooler. Weird. It's so it's plastic and gross. Oh, what the hell? Oh, okay. Wow. Oh yeah. I see. It's sandwiched between the valve cover and the. Yeah, this pipes. is a terrible looking engine. Also, the exhaust manifold is cast into the head, which is bad. It is. Oh, it, maybe it comes with this, spooling. Maybe it but... comes with this cover. <laughs> oh, it's going to be in the Wagoneer. Gross. Yeah. Ew, why are they ruining the Wagoneer? Well, well, they already ruined it by making the Wagoneer, but it's just so much better than the Pentastar and the Hemi, so I'm just going to give it a pass, even though it is uglier, arguably. Is it better than the Hemi? Yeah. How? It's a straight six. Mm-hmm. It has more main bearings and fewer cylinders, so it's going to be stronger. Mm. And it's going to sound way better, because it's a straight six. Hmm. Okay, so I want to talk about supercars, um, because I'm, I've had enough of looking at that trash. I, I'm sorry. I, it's fine. Th- this is the in the world that we live in, a gas engine is an it's an artistic experience. It's no longer a performance feature because mm-hmm. performance used to go electric. Mm-hmm. Done. If you want a gas engine, you want it as a piece of art. Have you seen how bad the Yaris GR engine looks? Probably terrible. It's really bad. Yeah. It's, so, I, mean, it's, it, I agree it's terrible, but like they all look terrible. Yeah, but this is the thing is, I, I'm not willing to accept that. Because if I'm taking a gas engine, I'm getting something that performs worse. Well, because I want the experience. These, so it's fine. Yeah, but this is the thing is, I want the experience of it if I'm going to buy yeah. an engine. That is art at that point. Right, but just manual, good. Yeah, but no, this again... That is a piece of artwork, right? Because artwork you experience. You don't just get it because it's good. The driving experience, I agree, yes. How it delivers power, yes. The actual piece itself, like, I can't remember the last time, like, there was a production car with, like, a really great-looking engine. It's been a long time. It has been a long time. It has been a very long time, and that's why I'm not interested in them, because I look at them as pieces of artwork at this point. Probably when they still put gaskets between oil pans and valve Mm. covers. That's probably that era. Yeah. Instead of just Yamabond. the Jay-Z engines were like the last engine I actually enjoy for being a performance piece because ever since then, it has been artwork. And even that was within era. So like in like 2006, yeah, Jay-Z engine was cool shit because it looked great. Oh, it's because it was an engine great. from 1990. Yeah, but it looked great and performed great. 
and ever like since the RV, like the valve cover looked fantastic. Yeah, it looked great and it performed great. And that is at that point a performance item, and not Ooh. a piece of artwork. S fifty four. Yeah, oh six yeah. I think is when they stopped. Yeah, but like everything since then has been a piece of artwork, and that's why I've had very little interest in later model engines because they look terrible. Actually, no, the LT one, the new one, looks great. That's a great looking engine. Well, it's because it, I mean, the supercharged one with the big air, with the air water intercooler between the heads. Well, it still rad. has still has metal valve covers too because it's looks push really, rod. Yeah, so it the really covers are teeny. Yeah, it looks really sick. I think anything that still has metal valve covers, is it's good. pretty hard to screw that up. Yep. But um, <laughs> the thing is, is like yeah, the heat exchanger is pretty. I can give you. Yeah, that. that's a great looking heat exchanger, and also you have like the ribs and everything that looks like cool on it because that still has the like the look of ribs yeah. and the taste frankly um, but it but yeah like, i'm sorry if i'm gonna get an engine at this way like an actual engine mm. i'm probably going to get myself a toyota 2t engine like the dual cam 70s toyota engine a flathead a nail head or a fire dome hemi those are the four engines. No Trophy that. 4. Interesting. No, because uh, Trophy 4 is it doesn't look great. I mean, all right, yeah, I guess it's Trophy 4. Okay, fine. It does that's look my number five. super that's, great That's my number five. stupid it is. Yeah, that's my number five. <laughs> but like, oh, heart. actually, and uh, Pontiac <laughs> V8. So six. It's a Trophy 4 slash Pontiac V8. The right. Pontiac Trophy engines in total. The, the Pontiac Bellhouse, you the put trophy, whatever you want. The Trophy 8 and the Trophy 4, they're okay. both great. Um, because the Pontiac engine... They made that well into the malaise. And so I like recently wrote a car at work. It was a 70... No, it was a 67 Pontiac Executive Station Wagon. Very strange looking. Just a big, giant land yacht with like wood paneling on the sides. Oh, God. I can picture the brown from here. But I looked underneath it, and I'm like, oh, that's really cool. That's got a Tempest rear end. And that's got a three-speed... Uh, turbo hydromatic and then i'm like oh and that's a pontiac 400 and i'm like they made a triple two barrel carburetor intake manifold for this do you ever stop and think when you're noticing this kind of stuff i'm like wow i'm defective yeah exactly but things like that i'm like this is an engine where i accept that this car is never going to be good ever so mine's will make it as cool as hell while being as terrible as possible that's the worst way to parts bin something but uh, yeah but i mean that's the thing is like if i'm a parts bin i'm gonna take i'm gonna do something like that because otherwise it's just gonna be ev swap and be done with it and then at that point it'll be a commuter yeah so (laughs) true (laughs) wow i've made this car usable okay i guess i'll drive to work Uh, that was interesting i don't want to be usable i (laughs) I like slow car fast. That's an interesting point because, like, if if or when I well when I engine swap uh, Brexit, that car will become usable. But I don't know if I actually want to use it. Yeah, it won't be better for it. It'll well, be worse for it because maybe like, a lot of the fun is worse. Like, cars are better. We've we've been over this. It's the slow car fast thing. Like, I don't want an objectively good car. I want a car where I feel like I'm going to die in it at any point. Which that's fun. Boy, howdy, is that your car? Yeah, exactly. That's why I love that. I I get a big like. Big excitement from if I feel like I'm gonna die in a car, like that's very fun. The Buick, wonderful. <laughs> we we have slightly different taste in uh But in driving, yeah, I guess. But, no, but that's the thing is, like, no, you, you like your Ferrari, right? Because yeah. it's an engaging driving experience. It's a fantastic like you're, car. You feel like you're on the edge, right? Not really. Well, it, I, mean, I like it because it's so easy to drive. It's easy to drive, but like, you feel like you're having fun. No, no, it's a Mercedes Lago you're thinking of. That, that car, that, you that's, feel like car. You're yeah, that's, die. A, that's a good one. Yeah, I like the Mercedes Lago. I like the Countach. Yeah. 
I like supercars because mm-hmm. supercars you feel like you're gonna die because yes. you're not a hypercar. Co- correct. Exactly. But like the Ferrari is an odd edge case. The, the Ferrari is a sports car. Yeah. Because Ferrari made a supercar. Then they made that fifty. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a supercar. Yeah. That's a car that's gonna you're kill gonna you. die in that. Yeah. That's a that's a kill yourself car. The, the sports car is the car that you enjoy because you want to enjoy right. it. I have realized I'm not a big fan of sports cars. MR2s are great, but you know what's better oh, than MR2? So you know what's better than MR2? A Soar or a Supra or like a no. GT car where I can be comfortable in it. No, no, no. MR2s are great. But? Because you're going to die in an MR2. Mm-hmm. Snap over steer. That's a good point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good point. But like at the same time, I also like to crawl FX16 because it's way too much power. I'm agreeing with what you're car. saying, just not the, not, yes. the whole part. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, I, if I'm going to have a car... Like, I don't want a car that's going to be objectively good. At that point, I'm just going to get an EV if I want yeah. objectively good. Yeah. I want something that's interesting and cool that you I can need, look at and enjoy. You need both. Yeah. Because I, need... I don't want a bad car for commuting, but I want a bad car for enjoying. Exactly. Like, that. that's the thing. It's a bad car is a good, enjoyable thing. Like, that's very fun. And so, yeah, when I like, – th- this, this inline six is just – it's a good thing, sure, but – it doesn't check any of the other boxes. It it is not a V six. It checks one box very 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 hard, like it, it jabs the pin through one box. I took an exacto width to the poles and I cut out the square. That's exactly what it does. But none of the other boxes are checked. <laughs> like it just it does one. Th- I mean, guess that that's kind of been Mopar's whole thing was since forever. They do one thing very well, and that is it. But what if they put it in the electric charger? <laughs> what? Well, remember we covered the the new charger or whatever the oh, the yeah. new challenger. Yes. Like, what if they put it in the electric charger? Yeah, that'd be cool. There you go. But even then, I still have to look at. Maybe it, they'll though. put a metal valve cover on it. And put a metal valve cover. It's a whole different game. That's a cool thing. I'm excited if it's got a metal valve cover. <laughs> or I'm excited if it has a plastic valve cover and doesn't look terrible. <clears throat> well, Just like my minivan bad. has a not atrocious plastic valve cover. I mean, it's not great. Yeah, I guess. But it's not like a crime against humanity like that trash was. Yeah, like the the. Plastic. The first gen of plastic valve covers, where they were just a plastic metal valve cover, like like those... Saturn valve covers looked great. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, the twin cam ones. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean, those were the plastic valve covers. The other ones were. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah the all the ones... 1.9 single yeah. over cams were metal. I forgot about that. Yeah, so the the 1.9 twin cam it was actually a cool looking, engine. really good engine. It was not designed by GM as a that, mo- that shows. Yeah. It was designed by. So did you? That was designed by Saturn before GM funded them and took uh, ownership of them? No, I did not. That's why that engine is unique. It's a very good engine. Yeah, it is. Very heavy. So Saturn, that engine was designed before GM had any partnership in the company. (laughs) They should have just gone over to Saab and been like, hey, we noticed that you guys just ignore everything that GM says. Do you have any engines? Yeah. Imagine if they put like a 2OT Saab engine in the Saturns in the 90s. Yeah, that'd be great. That would have been fantastic. Been absolutely fantastic. Now I kind of yeah. want a Vigan swap in SW1. I, well, I just want an SW2 because you can remove all the body panels. I want an SW2 and I want to remove the roof. I want to put in a canvas roof <laughs> and they can have a convertible wagon. That'd be perfect. <laughs> that'd be so cool. Um, okay. Jana's reaction was absolutely perfect. So, so. speaking of cool cars, <laughs> Glickenhaus. That's a hell of a tangent, but yes. Scuderia Glickenhaus. They have their car that's finally anywhere near production, the 004. Uh, does not have an airbag at all. Ooh, nice. And it has passed 
all of its crash test requirements without airbags. Just because it's a low uh, production vehicle and they get the no, different... No, like it has passed all the U.S. DOT crash test requirements for side impact. Um, so how have they done that then? There is a deformable barrier that they put into it. Hmm. So it's basically like the steering wheel and the like A-pillar trim and all that stuff deforms if it hits you. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Magic. But um, I think that's really cool. Magic. Good for them. Yeah, I don't know. Because speaking of a car that yeah, checks that all of these boxes. It's a gated manual. Yeah. Speaking of a car that checks all of these boxes. Like a car that looks great that I'm going to kill myself in. That's really fun. That's probably worse than whatever an EV would be. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. This is it. Carbon fiber tub. Like, it's very cool. It's got, like, a 1990s Momo steering wheel on it. Like, the bodywork looks like it's from, like, the 60s. I like that. It's a this great looks vehicle. looks old. Yeah. No, it's a great car. This <sighs> is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Look, there's a crash photo. It's got an LT4. <laughs> the, the GM? No. Uh, the, is that the that supercharged? The, the great-looking engine I just mentioned a moment ago. With a manual. Yep. Hmm. Perfect vehicle. How have they done that? It's really great. And you can also get a seven-speed sequential with floppy paddles, but it's an actual... Like a mechanical sequential? It's a uh, mechanical sequential. Is that a clutch pedal, then, to get it rolling? I have no idea. Okay. Well, I get get the seven-speed manual, but still, okay, that's kind of cool. Yes, it's very good. Um, Starts at $483,000. What a bargain. Peaks at $627,000. And honestly, yeah. Like, if I'm thinking... If I'm going to be buying something like this, my other options are going to be McLaren's. And Ferraris, Lamborghinis, and uh, $483,000 is actually pretty affordable when you think of those. I mean, yeah, when you think about like cars that were two hundred grand 20 years ago, well, like, that's not that ridiculous. How, what does a McLaren cost? I have no idea. They're all automatics. I don't look at them. I know, but like they, they can't be like $100,000 No, anymore. 220 250 at least, I would think. Yeah, yeah. so it's <clears> a little bit more than a McLaren. Like, this is better. I'd save up for this. Why is there a small pink bikini mesh ad? It's an on... ad because you have an ad. Hmm. I'm glad that's loading when nothing else will. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Internet. Um, are those gauges on the outside of the car? What are those? So, uh, I don't know. But one has already been sold. And it's been delivered to a customer in the UK. Was it this one? Uh, pass. No, because that was a crash. <laughs> <laughs> it's that, that was the joke. But, um, it was funny. Yeah, I don't know if you... It was quite funny. Cool, thank you. Uh, but yeah, no, this is very cool. I love this a lot. And I love that this car can take a huge hit and you're going to be fine. I, I would like to know more about how they got around that with the bendy stuff. But like, yeah, the fact you don't need airbags to be safe is cool. Yeah, no. I, what I like most about this is I've always said airbags make things worse. Well, they, yeah, they had heavy when I was and... Yeah, when I was a car salesman... Like, and I was selling Subarus. I said, Hyundai, yeah, they make it, they get five stars in your crash test, but their five star crash test rating is 100% dependent upon airbags. Yeah. Cars are heavy as hell. Yes. They don't age well. More steel. Yeah, they don't age well. And now every single one is getting a recall because they have a thousand recalls for Takata airbags. So honestly, I think that the airbag recalls really put a lot of people off in the airbag trend that was just stupid. You know when you just have metal between you and the car that hits you, and there's a lower shrapnel risk than when you have an airbag that mm-hmm. there is a problem? Well, I, I said to a customer once, I was like particularly worried about crash test ratings. I said to them, I'm like, 
yeah, airbags are great for that first hit. But, like, what happens if you barrel roll your car? Right. And they go, well, you just so many cars that barrel rolls. I'm like, you're looking at a Forester, and you're looking at a CX-3, and you're looking at a Santa Fe. All of these vehicles will barrel roll at some point. Mm-hmm. Because you are looking at a truck, not a car. Mm-hmm. If you want a car that doesn't barrel roll, we're going to be looking at the Legacy. Like, that's your car. That's your option. Mm-hmm. And my sales pitch was, all right, so Hyundai, you have a big, tall inline four, and you have a 1,000 airbags, so you're going to get one good flip out of it, and then you're best yeah, of your luck first roof-to-ground impact, all your bags pop. Yep. And Great. then after that, your moving forward, they third, deflate. fourth, fifth, and sixth roll hit. Yeah. You're on your own. And so I said to her, I'm like, Subaru, on the other hand, they have a strong chassis. They mm-hmm. have... Seven airbags as opposed to 14 on Hyundai's, which is insane on Hyundai's. It is. It's a lot yeah. of airbags. Is seven was the most that Subaru peaked at, and that was on the Forester and Outback. Front passenger, curtain, curtain, door, door. Knees. Knee. Okay. Why? Yeah. That just, oh my gosh. And as the a knee, short the, person? The, no, the knee one sounds weird until you hear the fact that the airbag only goes out that far. Okay. And it's so. in the event that you get to a huge accident, a lot of people actually break their knees on the steering column. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as somebody who is extremely short, apparently I'm 5'2 now, by the way. That's a that's a new update. I've wow. grown a whole inch. Um, uh, maybe, maybe, well, no, not, not a whole, uh, three quarters. Three quarters, whatever. Anywho, um, <laughs> which means my back is straightened out. So hey, that's good. Good news. Um, anywho, so you are not a but whenever I drive a car, I really don't want a car with airbags because I'm so short that I'm not the average chest. Like right. I mean, they do configure those usually not universally, but like yeah. since mid 1999, airbags are multi-stage. Yeah. So they actually do more or less weigh you, and they figure out where your seat position is, and they will deploy less aggressively. Yeah, yeah, but, but like you still degree. have to right. like know. No, it's exa- still an explosive. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. yeah, and you have to know exactly where to aim your steering wheel and stuff like that. And this one, you can drive this like a Model T, and you're fine. Like, yeah, just yeah. get a get a or whatever that was called. Yeah, yeah, but like I actually have to think of airbags, and people are like, "Don't think about them; it's fine." And I go, "No, I'm five one and under one hundred and twenty pounds. I have to actively yeah. everywhere. You're always in the dust." I was like, "I have airbag. to actively think about this because not every car accounts by weight for right." right. Yeah, and so um, I could technically still be in a car seat. Um, moving <laughs> moving back to the Subaru thing, so. Whereas, like, Hyundai, they just put in a billion airbags. Subaru uses a boxer. A billion is, airbag? You know, 17 or whatever. No, Seven. no, no. I want a billion airbag yeah, in my car. Right. <laughs> you want to be but, like um, a popcorn What is this? Bag? It's like Subaru, all their stuff, that they, they do a bunch of weird things. that They're mm-hmm. all in the name of safety, but, like, long-term safety where they're not going to have, like, for Subaru, for all their recalls, none of them have ever been a safety recall. Like, they'll have a recall for the front suspension rusting out, but that's not, like, the sort of thing that's, like... Oh my god, you're gonna die because we designed this wrong. Right. Whereas like Hyundai has, oh my god, you're gonna die because we designed this wrong regularly. Don't worry, it's already due for an engine replacement. So yeah. just come on in. We'll get them both done so at like, the same time. Like Subaru, like they designed the engine so the rearward mount, yeah, the transmission mount breaks before the front mount, hmm. so it pushes the engine under, under the, the car. car. Yeah. yeah. Um, they also have a boxer, so you don't get hit with an engine. They also put in tungsten rings throughout the frames of the chassis so if the car does flip it doesn't deform so things like that are kind of what scooter glickenhouse is doing and i think with the deformable meshes so 
or not mesh, the deformable sections would probably be they have a safety cage in there, and the car deforms to shape around that cage to keep you as safe as possible. Well, yeah, it's got to be it the ab- outer absorbs, layer. It has impact layer, impact yeah. layer, impact layer, safety cage. Well, it has to dissipate That's the energy really somewhere that isn't you. So and, yeah. yeah, and so like with Subaru, cool. like yeah, like with Foresters, like you can barrel roll Forester down a down a hill. Get in it and drive it, you're fine. You won't be able to put windows in it, but it'll drive. Your rear wheel drive might not work anymore. Yeah. Because the drive shaft will have snapped yeah. as the rear mount did. Yeah. But, like, that's the thing is, there is, it is entirely possible to design a car still without an airbag. And an airbag is the cheapest cop out on what do cars. Yeah, it's what, like the what passive are, restraints versus mm-hmm. the bags in the 90s. Like, you could do it another way. Yeah. But, yeah. And the auto manufacturers just want the cheapest possible thing. And the airbags are cheap and easy. So, sure. that's why they do airbags. Plus, it makes all the soccer moms feel warm and fuzzy, even though it's more likely to kill you. Yeah, especially kids, too. Yep. How many airbags? I'm going to buy the car with the most. Yeah, no, more airbags don't make things better. It's going to turn you into popcorn. So So. go get a very modern, kind of expensive, Scuderia Glickenhaus 004 004 with a manual. And then, since you're going to tread in your McLaren, why don't you hop on over to Minnie's new stick shift driving school in California as a destination getaway in the middle of Minnesota. Want to hear something that really always warms your heart? Yes. Uh, In our neighborhood group chat, there's a lot of younger millennial parents that have elder millennials who have their Gen Z kids going into cars. Okay. A lot of them are... Asking about what cars come available with a manual that are cheap and reliable Fiat because they don't want their kids texting Mirage. Yeah, it's and a that, it's a thing. That is a real thing. I don't like. You saw me when I was driving the Mirage, or when I was driving the Crescent as a daily. I was picking my nose. I was on my phone. I was pointing at my feet. I was doing all sorts of weird shit. Yeah. I'm fucking doing like chakra meditation. I was doing what anything <laughs> other than driving. But as soon as I'm in the Fiat, I'm driving. But yeah, this is text, but I'm also shifting, so that'll yeah. be later. Oh, yeah, you can tell when he's driving my Sienna versus mine. I'll hear, uh, like, when we were driving the Lexus home and he was driving my Sienna, my phone was blowing up, and it was like, Ryan Sininsky, Ryan Sininsky. And, like, and I was like, I was like, driving. I told him, I go, Ryan, I'm, you're I'm, driving my car. I'm TikToking, I'm like making stock <laughs> trades, I'm selling crypto, I'm like just. Fucking buying guns. I had to call him and be <laughs> like... Watching porn, doing everything on my phone. You got a desk in there. I'm like, yeah, oh, I'm where'd my stapler go? I'm going to collate. Doing my taxes, eating a T-bone steak. I was like, Ryan. Trust me, I know. I was spinning Jenny. I was doing pottery. It was just... Everything was all happening all at once. As soon as I get an automatic... We're filming except for, Ghost. Except for the, the Buick, though. That's well, automatic. Because it still has heavy inputs. Yeah. Because the Buick, no, the Buick has, no, the Buick is vague and very simple. I, I can tap the steering wheel with my finger and it'll go an entire steering wheel rotation. Um, but no, with the Buick, I feel like I'm going to die in it. So it goes back to my, I drive safer because I know that there's nothing that's going to stop this engine from hitting me in the face. You crash at a Buick Invicta, it actually flips the engine over onto the roof. Literally, (laughs) that's actually what happens. If you see them, the car. So normally your engine's also go under yeah, the, the frame car. bends under, so it catapults the engine nope. over. <clears throat> it literally, the cars bend like this. They yeah. bend into an L shape. Yeah. So yeah, if you go hard yeah. enough into a wall, that Shovel engine, engine goes up. over yeah. into your face. Perfect. Yep. And the, the mounts are probably worn, so yeah. Yes. So, but, uh, yes. Uh, also, in the like, 70s... People want to learn stick. Did you know in the 70s when they started like getting like, really heavy into putting like more safety equipment into cars versus cars mm-hmm. in the 50s? Yeah, like adding seatbelts. Yeah, they had actually an increase in car accidents. 
because people started driving like dickheads. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. by the 90s, everybody was driving like a moron. Whereas in the 50s, you had fewer car yeah, accidents. People like, oh, I grew up in a car seat that was made out of metal that but, hung on a seat. We were fine. I'm like, because people drove better. Yeah. There was a period of time before they started doing like the cell phone laws and like the distracted driving laws where yeah. the number of accidents had actually, the number of total road fatalities had risen back to a level and like where it had previously plateaued in the early 60s. Yeah. Uh, because the number of total accidents that were occurring was so much higher that the like, like one third of prior number of accident of like road fatalities per accident had actually equaled out. You need to watch the RCR Ultima mm-hmm. piece. Yes, I will. That but, exact yeah. thing came up there. Yeah, I mean, it's just like. The... But like, and <laughs> all my friends that don't aren't into cars they're like yeah if this car was available in stick i would buy it in stick but my kids don't know how to drive stick because we don't have a car that doesn't drive it's 18 degrees outside why don't you go ahead and take a destination trip to california and register for this class and learn from professionals you remember the first season of the first like mm, 100 episodes of carbitrage where i was still working at subaru ah yes the motor cult days motor cult days um, it's amazing how much has changed in yeah. our lives since we started and, doing this. Yeah, and I would um, talk about what I was selling yep. a lot of, and a lot of them were premium cross tracks because I would be able to sell a manual cross track yep. with heated seats. Yep, and a lot of those were going into families that had like a thirteen-ish year old kid, and they're going to have that car paid off right as that kid turned sixteen. That was yep. their car, yep. and then we're getting the manual because they wanted the car to actually be safer to drive. They didn't want their kid texting and driving. Mm-hmm. And and the school won't forget to teach you how to hill start. Correct. Yeah, no, that's I mean great. this is so huge because like I do get approached by friends that want to learn manual, and I'm like the biggest thing I can tell you is like you really don't want to learn from somebody you know. Yeah. Because you yeah. take them more seriously. That's just how it is. And if you have a curriculum that was built out by people that have done nothing but teach people how to drive manual, it's going to be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think this is awesome. I'm going to ignore the fact that it's mini running it. Who cares? Whatever. But this is phenomenal. Like I'm actively going to refer people to this. Yeah, this yeah. is great for manual transmission learning. Like this is such a great idea. I think it's going to do really well. They've had their performance driving BMW clinic out in South Carolina for 30 years, and like that's fun for an old rich dentist to take their new M3 out mm-hmm. on. But like this is a practical. I, skill I think they're going to expand it. I, I hope I, they expand it. I feel like, it, so. you know, you know how I mentioned, like, there's a lot of interest with, like, that winter driving program yeah. I wanted to do? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we should like, expand that and just do, like, small little driving programs, like, from month to month. We just have, like, shitbox cars. You guys should manual. both talk to Tire Rack because they sponsor the shit out of those events. Well, I'm thinking about clutch sponsorship. Well, that'd be fine, yeah. too. <laughs> That's I'm more Oh. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Just go get your shitbox like Corolla. You're going to need both because you're going to need winter tires for the school yeah. and you're also going to need clutches. I'm thinking a bunch of, <laughs> a, like, a bunch of, like, Mira- mirages. <laughs> yeah, just like a bunch of mis- 20 minutes to take the trans off of it. <clears throat> I see, like, I see, like, $500 Camrys. The car's well, got, like, the- one foot in the grave. It's like, you'll learn to drive manual and that's all the stuff. Because here's, here's the thing. I used to get, <laughs> I don't know why do. boys were up in my DM asking this, but they found out my Accord was manual and they go, Oh, teach me how to drive manual. I go, ew, no. Also, no. I don't want that's you wearing a, out your, my clutch. Get out problem. of my car. And yeah, yeah no. That's what I was this like, is your problem. I was like, no. I was like, it's leaking oil, and I don't want you to ruin my clutch. And they're like, oh, but teach me. I was like, 
No. TPG. I thought you blew the engine on my 525 learning, but it turns out it was just the main radiator hose that Mm. exploded. But that was quite an experience in a parking lot with my A34. How do you blow that up? She was overheating the car and didn't pay attention to it. Um, But yeah, that was... I don't teach people how to... Yeah. No. (laughs) The car was, yeah. (laughs) Well... See, the CRX just scarred me. Speaking of Mini, I want to talk about Mini's significantly better competitor, Fiat, again. We talked about last week that they had de- that they had debuted the 500E in America. Mm-hmm. Well, they're about to. Or, well, yeah. they did. Well, um, they're 2023, technically, but yeah. Yeah, but they really, they showed it at the LA Auto Show. Yes. They showed three different concepts. So. They told us that it is coming. Yes, and they also showed us three different concepts. There was the Armani, the Cartel, and the Bulgari. Concepts. And you know they're going to have how many dozen new editions? Because, I mean... I hope all three of these uh, actually come to fruition. Because if you scroll down, you're going to see all three of them. And I need to know which one do you think is the best of these three. The, the, uh, the, one, the orange one is the Bulgari. The gray have... one is Armani. And the only of the cartel. Yes, yeah, so this is the so Armani. So there's the Armani. It's, oh, wow. They all it's have different like, wheels. It's got like the 1950 edition wheels and yeah, an Armani no, they, top. They say Giorgio Armani on the oh wheel. Oh, my God. It's really good. It's, it's like the AC Corrigé wheels. And Fake carbon cars. fiber hood. Uh, no, it's not, actually. It's actually a different... It's a texture. Or it's not a texture. It's a pattern. Oh, it looks like fake carbon fiber. And it's the same pattern that's on the dashboard. Then you have... The Bulgari, which is this wild orange. Myatropo. I with, really like that one. It's really good. I, I want love a creamsicle. The and this is the wheels. And then the interior oh, blows yeah. your freaking mind. Oh, my God. Look at that dash. Yeah, look at that interior. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Oh, this is my addition for That's sure. That's a good interior. And then you have the cartel. The cartel's really good, too. I love purple. Like, purple is one of my favorite mm-hmm. colors. I love the but... wheels in the cartel. The cartel wheels are great. And then the interior in the cartel is just as good. Oh, my God. It's got, like, engine turn the... dash. Yeah, engine turn, like, like mirror caps. Wow. Oh, I wish they had more interior photos. I know, right? You have to pick one. Which one's your favorite? The second one. The second one? Yeah, the, the orange Bulgari. one. Yep. The I Bulgari's, love that interior. The Bulgari is so good, but the Cartel is a very close number, too. However, the Armani, like, it's credit where it's due. That car's really dope. I think all three of these, I'd, I'm going to have to have a Fiat collection. I'm going to have to get the Gucci of the OG Fiat, and then I need to get a Riva. I need to import a Riva. <laughs> And then I need all three of these. We're going to need to do another Fiat 500 edition episode. Yeah. Because yeah. apparently. Yeah, I'm in. They're need, still coming. I need five Fiat 500s immediately. Didn't I do that one? Oh, and, and the 1957. I need six. I do love that. I forgot they made that in a C, too. And so you get a 1957 C Turbo. I know. <gasps> I know. There's a, a heavier set Asian lady that drives on that I see regular, and she always looks so happy. How could you not? I don't know. It's the denim blue. My car, do- my car doesn't have a sunroof. That's why I'm not happy. In it. Like it really, it God, I have to not ever do that again. You, I keep doing no, that. No, hopefully they fix the head room thing with the newer one because like you're, you're too tall. That's not a problem. I've, I've had, actually no, I'm fine with them. Okay. Because my head sticks up into the glass. I've had one sunroof and two non-sunroof 500s, and I vastly prefer the non-sunroof cars. Yeah, I can't do it because it's a, a seasonal depression thing. Like having mm-hmm. that sun. Right, Are you saying that you're not sad? Ne- right? not necessarily, mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Not necessarily the sun, but like the light source above my head makes me feel better. It's more inviting. I mean, I love convertibles, but... Speaking of 
sad. I was looking through my medical records and I'm diagnosed with depression three different times and seasonal affective disorder and then anxiety like five more times. Yeah, but did that compound? I don't know. It's just like... <laughs> it was just it's so not the funny. question you were expecting now, is it? You have mega depression. Yeah, it was just like... <laughs> We we the textbook actually the, the addendum is missing. We don't yeah. we don't know. Well, they just kept throwing it. Yet every time I go to the doctor's office, do you want to be part of a study? Me. Oh okay. yeah, they they give me the test and they go, we need to talk about your mental health. And I go, if you looked at my records, I've already talked about it quite a bit, huh? So We've if you have new questions, yes. if you have new questions, let me know. But if it's if you're worried about anxiety and depression, like I had to go. I'm into, aware. Thank you. I had to go into the pulmonologist and the. That's pul- a word. Yeah, it's a lung doctor. Oh, okay. And he asked me, he goes, "Do you have anxiety?" And I go, "Oh, very." And he was like, "Do you I want the like, book? There's a whole book like, yeah, about what I it's, have. It's bad." And he goes, <laughs> "See that anxiety book on your shelf? Look at the author, Jana. Okay, yeah, that was actually I wrote that." <clears throat> and he goes, "Okay." He's just like, "Hmm." It's like, is it panic attacks? And I was like, no. I hate those a lot. Yeah. Yeah, you overwork yourself. I just have a stress disorder and overwork myself. For me, it's it's, it's it's bad for my long-term viability. Yep. And also dehydration for me, too. You do that to yourself a lot. I haven't had them for a while. Yeah. It's been over Did a you year. know coffee actually doesn't dehydrate you? No, yeah, but caffeine stimulates and compounds and all of this. But stuff. that's the thing is, for a long time, people are saying that caffeine dehydrates you. Really? Because yeah. it gives you uh, diarrhea. Oh. Mm. But oh, it, no, does not, mean, it does not dehydrate you. I pity the fool that has bathroom issues from caffeine and coffee. Oh, I just have to take a poop. Not me. I just have to take a poop. I just, just have tummy troubles thing. all around. Oh, yeah, no, Jana, yeah, no, Oh, yeah. You it, may as well just yeah. power through it, then. Yeah. Like, if you're going to have it anyway. Yeah. I <laughs> it's like eating cheese as a lactose intolerant person. Just, yeah, no, just deal with it. It's I've fine. got, you know, like, an iron line stomach. I will, my stomach will do anything. I'm fine. Oh, yeah. It's been years since I've had even, like, a stomach bug. I'm just, like, I'm, like, I don't want to deal with this. And then just, like, don't, I don't. I, it's just not a problem. Yep. I don't have time. It's like, like my know, boss you know like, how working his way through cancer. You know how Trig isn't cold? It's like that. He's just tired of being cold. So he's like, I'm just going to not be cold anymore. Like me. I'm like, I'm not going to have the stomach flu ever again. Nope. And he's like, all right. Then. I literally made it part of my body to like just be like, nope, I'm going to eat just nothing but spicy food for like two years and my body will be able to handle anything. See, and yeah, that's what I did. Anxiety just always, my, my body is always in fight or flight. So the first thing to go is your digestive system mm. so it's always paralyzed if i Great. if i actually have a day where like i have a bad poo i consider taking the day off of work so i'm like there's something very bad i need happening. to rest now <laughs> i yeah and it's like <laughs> the like the last like three <clears throat> times i've had something like that happen it's been yeah i have it's some of my like stress disorders acting up and i'm like yep i need to take the day off work this is my body telling me this just kept talking to my, my, my boss, yeah. like, hey, personal day for the rest of the day. <laughs> Why? Because he had diarrhea. I know that the next step immediately thereafter is absolutely crippling panic attack. Trust me. I know my body. Yep. I know my body, and I know that. I'm jealous. I, I, I will, <laughs> My I, range went to all dashes. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Like, I go, like, I think to myself, I'm like, did I have spice level five Indian food immediately? No, because I can't feel my butt. So, no, this is actually a stress problem. Okay. Yep. Yeah. See, see you tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, it's 
I, I feel like I, I bet I could probably like take pepper spray really well as well. Because actually, fun fact, pepper spray does not work on people that come from like equatorial countries where mm. they usually have spicier food. Nice. Because it's the same thing that like if you're if capsaicin? you yeah capsaicin oh, yeah I love capsaicin yeah that, that's all pepper spray is delicious. So if you so eat, you got to use bear spray or hornet spray. Well, that's actually why a lot of like bear mace. In like a lot of countries, like 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 Latin America and stuff, like they don't use pepper spray at all. But the police, they just use tear gas because That's it just nasty. straight up does not work for a lot of people hmm. around the world. Yeah, bear Great. mace is uh, just, just just to be clear for all our listeners, bear mace is always legal to carry. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Whereas pepper spray isn't. And that's al- that's also uh, uh, Mick, my that does conceal carry and personal defense classes. He's like, I tell nobody ever, ever to carry mace on them. Because you have a 50-50 shot. The dude eats a lot of spicy food, you're done. Like, And I'm like, oh, wow. Well, everything I eat is spicy, except for Popeyes. I don't eat spicy food at Popeyes, because that isn't spicy. It's just uncomfortable. Yes, there is a mm-hmm. difference. Yeah, yeah no, like, it's I'm like... I'm trying to hurt. I'm trying to have a very hot mouth. It tastes the exact same... And then I'm just gassy afterwards. It's terrible. You gotta, you gotta know your hot sauces for sure. Another, another good uh, concealing carry option that you won't get arrested for is a hydro flask. That's true. Yes, if you have just a big metal <laughs> flask. So it's not technically a deadly weapon. Anyway, moving neither on. is an RTX 3090. Moving so, there you on go. to yeah, there you go. You have an RTX 3090. And you could bludgeon somebody with one of those. Yes, anyway. Huge. Didn't they have to put a little brace on them or something? Oh, probably. I mean, those things weigh like five pounds now. No, there was one, I think, I feel like there's a story from Gamers Nexus where they were talking about, like, how people were concerned about PCIe slots getting ripped out of the boards. Oh, yeah. Most of them ship with, like, a bracket or something like that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, there's a bracket that goes with it. Okay, so I'm not crazy. FEs don't, but AIBs do. I'm not crazy then. No, you're not crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they're huge. Okay, all right. So, BBS. BBS. Oh, and I guess I just left this on the whole time. Yes. So this, I think, is kind of cool. Uh, BBS, everyone knows who that is already, mm-hmm. one of the biggest wheel OEMs in the world. They have come out with, and this is a concept for now, but hopefully it comes to market and gets a like, tube approval and all that kind of stuff. But essentially, you pick your wheel specs, yeah. the style you want, your backspacing, all that kind of stuff. Actually, not backspacing. Just the style you want, the size... And you buy one wheel. Doesn't matter what bolt pattern, doesn't matter what offset, or backspacing in this case, because the wheel faces are all exactly the same, and what determines your wheel fitment is actually a spacer-like milled piece that you purchase separately, which has the actual wheel bolt holes, and it is the correct thickness for your application, and that actually bolts into the backside of the face of the wheel, Oh. And then you bolt that entire unit onto the hub of your car. So you can pick your center bore, so your it's, offset, it's your bolt like, pattern. It's not like in the 2000s where you have cars that are like 4x114, 4x100, and then you right, just no, have eight terrible looking holes. Right. You have five bigger holes because they have to accommodate a range of yeah. five lug bolt patterns. Okay. And you can't pick like, you can't buy a wheel that will do 4x100 and 6x130 or whatever. Like it's all five bolts. Because you still need those holes available or in the face. Or divisible by five. Or divisible. Yeah, you can maybe get a ten bolt that also works with five or something I was like that. A three bolt. <laughs> well, not not necessarily divisible, divisible but you would have three of the bolts that are in the same location, then two extras that just aren't used. 
Well, yeah, but I think most of the three bolt wheels that are out there, on like the Tata and stuff like that, are like a perfect equilateral triangle, and this would this would be like an isosceles. Ooh, ooh, oh my God! There was a car that actually had not an equilateral equilateral triangle. It was French. Oh my God! Of course, of course it, it was French. <laughs> it was a Matra. I'm have to look this up and get back to you. Anyway, possibly that, if I remember these it. might work on a Matra, <laughs> might not, but. This, I think, is genius because, like, if you bought a really nice set of BBS wheels yeah. and you had an Audi or something like that and later on you found a BMW you really liked, you could, in theory, just buy four new spacer-looking things, maintain your exact same wheels and tires, and just bolt them onto a car with a completely different bolt pattern and offset. This makes a lot of sense for BBS, it, or they just need to make the wheel and they outsource the spacer. But it could make the wheel a lot cheaper. No, that's what I'm saying. It makes, it makes sense for them because it makes the wheel cheaper. Mm-hmm. They're still going to sell it for the same price. Well, if they do that, then I'm not interested. Well, no, they're going to. I'm going to tell you as a fact. As well, then yes, I don't like this. Never this mind. Is, this is a profit margin. I hate my topic. That's all that is, is a profit margin. Fine. I don't like my topic um, anymore. And besides, this doesn't even come in cool wheel specs. If a, I'm sorry. If a wheel is not offered in 4x140, I have no interest in it. It will be. It. It's like the 4 bolt four wheels. 4x140. Sure. But you can get a... 140. It'll fit 4x98 all the way up to 4x140. I want to make sure I can swap wheels between the Fiat and Darren's Peugeot. Perfect. <laughs> You'll be able to, hopefully. So, there's a <laughs> old school Subaru group that's 4x114 or... Or 4x140 or GTFO. Yeah. Or GTFO. And we somebody... unfortunately have talked about that group here. Um, I love this group. But somebody recently... Because you know how boomers just join groups now on Facebook? Yeah, we need to start getting better with our selection questions. Um, yes. so... it, they, they keep them vague. Because it's just a bunch of Australians that want to haze people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there's this very old man that goes... What does GTFO mean? And everybody in the comments is saying, the fuck out. <laughs> and he's like, Whoa. I just asked a question. I, just, I was just asking a question. <laughs> and it's just a bunch of Australians saying, <laughs> <laughs> GTFO sword. Uh, <laughs> it's just amazing. And it's just. Adorable old man, very confused. <laughs> Why everybody's telling me to get the fuck out? <laughs> it was it's... great. It was fantastic. It made my week. 40140 or GTFO is my favorite group on the internet. And it's They're the so, so mean, and I it's love it so, so it's much. The, but I will say... They're very helpful. The very first, the, the two first people that will ever say happy birthday to me are Lee and Gerard. Like they every oh yeah just broken people are good people usually yeah because yeah, like Ger- Gerard lives on the Dateline between oh between uh, oh Tahiti. so he gets he yeah. gets your birthday early yeah because he works in Tahiti and he w- he has a garage in Titty Bong what a great goddamn name yeah, yeah. I tried to really join a group at- yesterday it w- I couldn't it wouldn't let me like the just hit the join button and it said can't do it I, don't yeah. know, I need to look into it again but it was science textbook images that look like shit posts oh yeah, yeah. i can i, I can I send those. you an invite. okay yeah, invite me invite. to that because that, that looks awesome that's a good post I'm, that's a good it's group. a good yeah. group um it's like an e36 e30 e46 four-door convertible thing it, it was like it had a very toxic energy to it, it it's so toxic it's amazing there's another post that uh-huh. i saw in 4 140 from gerard because as you know he works on boats yes on large boat engines uh also, Bodie McBoatface. Yeah, something went wrong, and the person you invited will not be invited. Sorry. Oh. I will I screenshot them and send them to okay. you. Okay. I guess that's fine. Uh, let's see. I don't George know. Maybe they like photo. changed the privacy or something where you're not allowed to add. Yeah. I wonder if they have just like too many people that want to join all at once. That might be it. Could be. I mean, I, I joined when I that post was shared like a billion different times. So yeah. it, the group's visible um, to me. I just can't join it. 
Uh, let's see here if he sells this photo somewhere. Damn it. He had a photo of an engine he was working on compared to one of his Subarus that he had, he had bought in Tahiti to just leave there. Yeah. Because that's the sort of man he is. He buys 70 Subarus and just leaves them in Tahiti for when he's at work. Incredible human. <laughs> but the engine that he was working on was physically larger than his car. He works on boat engines. I mean, I guess, but wow, okay. I mean, the cars are still pretty big. Even small cars are pretty big. He's done, like, valve jobs and stuff, and that was, or saw a Salter oh, okay. engine right. and, like, yeah. the Emma Marisk and stuff. Yeah. Okay, ship engines. Yeah, uh, boat engines. I get that it's They're technically big. a boat, but, it's like... It's a big boat. Big boat would help. <laughs> Even big boat would help. Yeah. Just, like... That's a boat to, engine. When you say boat engine, I'm like, okay, it's going to be a 350 or, like... Yeah. No. You don't need a special tech for that. No, you see like, a dude. I <laughs> find a Detroit like, 671 then. I'm in two Subaru groups. I'm in 4x140 GTFO. Or I'm in a oh, weird. What is GTFO exclusive <laughs> Subaru group. Which originally was what a okay. Name. What a name. Like, it's like Subaru girlies or whatever. Oh and gosh. it originally was okay because they were still into like the weird early 2000s. But, and I still stuck out like a sore thumb because I was into, like, you know, the 80s. Um, but, that was a noise. <laughs> um, but I, like, I met a really good friend in that group, so I've stayed in it. But now it's just a bunch of, like, not-car girlies um, that like Subarus. And I'm like... Just people that like Subarus. Like, oh. Modern Subaru people. Oh. See, yeah. this is the thing. Here's is, my new least cross trail. This is not yeah. like 40 is. I'm matching with my boyfriend. This, and I'm like, this <laughs> is what I like about 40 is they... It's so They bad. haze people that have EJ engines. Yeah. Good. Because that... It's too new. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And no. they're like, no, I want my head gases to go out of 40,000 miles, not 80. Yeah. So it's, Come on. It's, um, it's, it's <laughs> my EA super... heads are slightly easier to remove than your EJ heads. No, no, they're not. They're much okay, worse. It's fine. just cursed in every way. <laughs> but they admit <laughs> that they're cursed and they're not bros about it. Yeah. They're, most of the people, so the people in this group are pissed off Australians and like libertarian preppers. Not like the libertarians were just like edgelord libertarians, but they're like Ron Swanson's. And it's an incredible so group. Funny. It's an incredible group of like Australians and like, Ron Swansons that live in Alaska. <laughs> it's just an incredible group of humans. Ah, yeah. the people that bought 325iXs new and still drive them. I got it. Oh, yeah. I don't know about that. That would be like they're boss. all in Alaska. Oh, maybe. No, th- these are like well, these are like you know how like Ron Swanson drives a Buick, and yeah. he drive oh, the reason he drives the Buick by Canon is that in the event that everything comes to an end. It is the most common engine in the world, and he can just get a part off somebody else's dead car. Yes, and you know the other one's gonna have a bad transmission. Exactly, so the engine will be. Fine. And so like, these people are just like they're like that, where they just like they think in like the weirdest way. Like the 1990 Subaru Loyale makes sense for me, and here is why. And you're like, what the W one fifty. All of the cars in the world. They're all batshit crazy and it's amazing. But there's like somebody, Why not drive a diesel with mechanical injection? There, there, there's other reasons for them. Like it's just it's so wacky. Like the weird boxes they, they have, have to check to answer. make this car fit. Like they have an answer. Like you can be like, why not? And then they have an answer for you. And you're just like Gerard's is pretty simple. He just likes oh. cursed vehicles. Done. That's yeah. Fine. That's how I am. I like cursed vehicles. That's, that's very clear. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like Gerard's that way. But yeah, so my, my Facebook is dueling car groups. They used to be very similar, but now it's 
Mine is my, all cats now. My new boyfriend now. have Subaru That's cross tracks. Yeah, cat, cats are cat content's very consistent. Oh, yeah. I like that a lot. I've discovered, yeah, by posting a bunch of old American car stuff, I get a bunch of cat posts from Japan. Very good. On I my Instagram, that, I don't understand that at all. But because I like the Japan, reality. Yeah. The cool thing is to be USDM. Oh, okay. what is more USDM than a hot rod? A Cavalier. No. That's a hot a Toyota rod. Toyota Literally, literally, yeah, that's true. But, um... <laughs> Toyota Camry. No, Cavalier. Yeah, so, like, one of the... One of my, like, newest followers that's in Japan is this, like, mom that works at Moon Eyes Japan in, in Okinawa. And that's a weird combination of things to be in Japan. Yeah, and she just has, like... It, she just does American things with her family, and it's really adorable. And she has, like, a do Toyota... They, do ha- they have, like, a quarter of an acre lot and, like, yeah. a, a John Deere riding tractor? Kind of. Okay. Somewhere. They have a Toyota Hi-Ace... so weird. They have a Toyota Hi-Ace minivan for, like, their family car with, like, Moon Eyes full moon hubcaps on it. <sighs> and it's, like, lowered with... And, like, they did, like, a hot rod style with it. It's very strange, but it works. Hmm. Oh my goodness! And the, like, they're like, we're getting boa tea because America, because America. We're going to Vietnamese grill hamburgers things. later. Yeah, like in I our do, backyard. Like, yeah. I do have to say, it's really interesting to see Japanese subcultures because they appropriate, like, very get very was, close yeah. to appropriating yeah. other people's cultures. Is how into it they get it hmm. into it, and it's just very jarring. They like walk the line between like that's almost offensive, but I'm into it. Exactly. Well, Jan was showing me a TikTok of like. Chola culture, which is Japanese lowrider culture, and she was like, "This is appropriation." I'm like, "No, no, no! This is actually not like lowrider magazine and like a bunch of other like a bunch of other like uh, Chicano like you see it as appropriate." Yeah, but like, right. I'm like, actually, a lot of Chicano cultural groups have helped foster this community in Japan. Which where it's like, like the lowrider movement in Japan. So I'm talking about it's called Chola culture. It's very interesting. It's, it's- it toys the line, and as an anthropologist, I would consider it appropriation. They might not consider and it like, that way. And they're but... like, no, we love the culture. And then, like, Lowrider Magazine's like, yeah, they're literally, like, we have a jet. We, like, before Lowrider went out of print, they're like, every year they would have a Japan episode, or episode uh, issue, mm-hmm. where all of the cars are from Japan. And it's just all the super dope builds that they have. Because, like, they're so true to the culture. They study every single... Thing that's ever been done so they make actually truer lowriders than we make because like for us like we live in a place where lowrider culture exists mm-hmm. whereas japan they have to study it like a textbook sure and so when they make one there's is going to be more pure but not necessarily more be, accurate it's going to be so pure and perfect and no actually more to what uh, low rider right. is supposed more to be pure. Yeah, more pure. Yes, but, but like, not like the culture actually deviates from yes, purity. Not, not the not the current cultural site, guys. Right, but like it's so, it's very strange. It's so weird. It's like I don't I don't think there's an American equivalent because like I it it's just bizarre seeing somebody dedicate their life so wholeheartedly to imagine a if like weebs like weren't neckbeards. And they actually truly understood Japanese culture. Instead of just being a bunch of like mall ninjas. The that only like... weebs I talk to are very attractive ladies, so I don't know. Well, I'm talking like the mall ninjas and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. You know the, the neckbeard gamer stereotype that like watches too much anime? Kinda. Imagine that, but they, instead of just being like, I like anime boobs, 
They were like, oh. I actually... Hentai hentai. Yeah. Like, they were actually genuinely about Japanese. Like, they lived their life every day. Sure. As, as if they were, as in, if Japan. They were in Japan. You go to their apartment, the it's United all like States. Japanese made appliances. Yeah. Exactly. And say, okay, like, yeah. to that tea, that's how it is. Like, they're you have to like. take your shoes off a certain way here. Oh, yeah. I guess like, the they best... go to like the 7 yeah. Eleven yeah. because that's the I guess the, the American best thing. American equivalent is the people that do like time capsule homes and wardrobes yeah. where they like are yeah. very committed to recreating the nostalgia Never of the 50s. break character. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, right. People are super into the 50s. Yes, rockabilly punks. Yeah. That's the closest thing, is rockabillies. But I hate where this conversation is derailed to, for the sorry. record. It's so strange. It's a very strange thing. Jan is not used to it. I'm just like, I, I've like always thought that Yankee-style Ameri- like Japanese things are cool. Because I'm like, they make cool hot rods, and they make cool riders. And I'm just like, for me, it's just a normal thing. And Jan is like, just discovering this culture. I'm like, yeah, this is... Oh, they are. It's, it's really from cool. from an anthropological No, I get it. Like, it's, very... it's, a good, it's like a dystopian take on yeah. like familiarity. And I, it's, it can be fascinating, and I would like to see it, but mm-hmm. it's, I don't know. It messes with your brain. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it really does. That's yeah. a good way to describe it. Yeah. So, moving on. Yes. <laughs> I want to talk about brand um, registrations in the state of Illinois. Oh. <laughs> Illinois, okay. Very strange, right? I, yeah, I mean, I'm into it. Tell me what's up. Why? I want to show you this because this really tracks with how we've been talking for the last four years about how brands have been changing over the time in which we've been airing our podcast. Yes. Um, Infinity is terrible because they uh, named everything Q. And QX. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it means nothing. Correct. Just like Lincoln. Did you know that the brand that has had the biggest drop in brand registrations in the state of Illinois was Infinity? I mm. only knew that because I've had this queued up. Because our internet's really bad. 45.4% year-over-year <laughs> drop between... 2021 and 2022. So there's only right. just over half the vehicles. Let, let this me year. let me describe this. <laughs> you work at a DMV. Okay. 100 people buy an Infinity. Okay. Think of what 100 people looks like. Okay. Got it. Now you buy you work at the DMV the next year. Of those 100 people, 40 of them kept it. This isn't just. Well, this isn't just 55. This or isn't just registrations well it's about sure yeah 45 okay. so yeah. yeah it'd be it'd be 55 or 50 yeah yeah but just think of that number of people different not just buying a new one re-registering the car oh wow that's registrations that's not new that's registrations. but does registrations in this context mean title issuance it means like sometimes it can. No, in the state of Illinois, registration's registration. Okay. Your your tab. So it's your tab. Your tab, tab card. registration. Okay. Forty five percent drop. That is a lot of in infinities leaving the state. Yeah. That's really bad. That's so bad. <laughs> it's because all the JX thirty fives finally had the push belt fail in their transmission, <laughs> and the VQ is shattering itself to pieces in front of it. So yeah, pretty much like <clears throat> it's just infinity people. They're like. Cool. Well, I guess I could buy the same car I bought ten years ago. Ten I don't want to do that. Yeah. Like I don't <laughs> want to buy the same car I bought in 2012. That would be a bad thing. And so they're buying Genesis and Teslas because Genesis has gone up 40.9 percent. I knew Genesis was doing really well, but I didn't know it was doing that well. And then Tesla was 62.8. 
Well, if you think about it, it makes sense annoyingly. I know. For, getting this out is, of their affinities. Yeah, this is overall brand registration, not just car enthusiasts. But if you look, like, there's a lot of brands. Because the other uh, two brands that are standouts for being terrible are Acura and Honda. Like, Land Rover, obviously. Well, yeah, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> they screwed the pooch on the Defender. Like, what do you expect? Um, <laughs> I told you it was going to be bad. Everybody told you it was going to be bad. And you continued to make the bad thing. And here we are. With Ow, your bad why have, why have I done this? Well, you did the bad thing, and now you're, you've done the bad thing. Um, it's eloquent, as always. A- Acura and Honda. Honda actually surprisingly took a bigger L than Acura. And Acura's not doing I, well. I think so. the thing is, is mm-hmm. I think it's the volume. Hmm. The volume of cars that have been sold. Because Acura's sucked for over a decade at this point. Acura's been completely irrelevant since the recession. The Great yeah. Recession. Yeah. Like, literally, we were in high school the last time Acura was relevant in any Yeah, whenever way. they canceled the Integra. Like, oh. No, no, you mean the RSX? Yeah, it was... It was called an Integra in Japan, so... Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah, the RSX... No, because they actually had the TL Type S. Uh, okay, the, TS- the TSX was really TSX. good, too. Okay, fine. And, but then they switched the TSX to, uh, to V6, and that's when they... Oh, you didn't know that. Was that oh. the second gen TSX got a V6? I think it did. Oh, yuck. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, so yeah, 06 or 07 is the last year where yeah, they were relevant. Yeah, it was a long yeah. time. Yeah. Okay, wow. So Acura, it's like, That yeah, needs to be a K24 they, AT2. They went from 137 wow. people registering to, to just 100. Like, okay, sure. But Honda, however, Honda's like, they've been, what you're getting is you're getting these older Civics that people loved and the older Fits that people loved aging out. Mm-hmm. And they're replacing them with not a new Fit because the new Fit sucked. And the new Civic isn't a Civic, it's an Accord, yeah. and the Accord is a legend. <laughs> so, if I want a small car, I'm not buying a fucking Honda, because it's a large car at that point. That's going to be a Toyota, and if you look, Toyota's not uh, terribly far down on this list. They're mid-pack. I'm I want a Countryman. I want the biggest Mini you got. And that's going to be about the size of yeah. a No, Civic. no, no, I'm just saying, like, yeah. yeah. Buying no, the biggest small car is just... It doesn't make sense. Um, Makes me want to pull my hair out. Mazda's taking a pretty big drop. Again, that's, you know, you get your sixes, you get your threes getting older. And I'm happy that every company in here that makes pickup trucks is going down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mitsubishi uh, is doing better than Nissan, marginally. But this is kind of how he's talking about how Renault just has, like, a collection of trash in their portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you, you can see all of Renault right here at the bottom, like eight. You know, Infinity. You know, I bet Renault is going to buy a JLR. Yeah, in the, in the top eight, you have pretty much every single Renault product sold in the United States, <laughs> just hemorrhaging buyers. And I don't know. I don't think they're going to buy JLR. No, probably JLR. not. But like, you know. Yeah, no, JLR makes sense because that's basically the that's the brand you buy right before you die. No, they're going to buy Maserati. Oh my god. Because that, that, that is the death note in every brand. <laughs> Maserati, as you know, as I discovered, they've, they've, Maserati's responsible for bankrupting more companies than any other brand. They are the lead apron. Yeah, they really are. And so, may, I don't know, maybe they'll like it. They'll buy JLR and Maserati and just tank themselves within a week. And they're just Elon Musk, the company. If the Avon time couldn't do it? Yeah, no, they're, they're going to Twitter the company like, right into oblivion oh over the course of a month. Um, last time we recorded... Oh Twitter was a viable company. Yeah, I know, That's right? That's wild. <laughs> a lot has changed in the last four weeks. Yeah, wild. Oh, my God. Um, 
Volvo is pretty far down there. That makes sense because you have the teething issues of switching over to EV. Okay. Well, Volvo's I mean, lo- and Volvo doesn't encompass Polestar anymore. They are a separate company. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Um, so then you have Volkswagen Audi. Yeah, that makes sense. They're terrible. They have always have been. And now people are really discovering just how terrible they are. Because <laughs> instead of having one catastrophic problem, they now have dozens of catastrophic problems. Weird how you can't get to work anymore when your car doesn't work. I know, right? Weird. Um, Ram is there. Toyota's surprisingly... They're mid-pack, which makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I just sense. hope that that means that their CUVs are selling poorly and then their Siennas and Camrys are selling better and Corollas. I see a lot of Corolla hatches. Yeah, the Corolla hatch. I think Very is happy about and, that. Yeah, and I mean and a lot of Siennas too, frankly. To be fair, with like Tesla and <laughs> Genesis, like eating a lot of people's launches. I think if you're anywhere, if you were keeping, you know, twenty-ish percent of your previous sales, you're doing okay. Your previous registrations, you're probably doing okay. Because like sixty-two percent more brand registrations is an insane number. Especially because, like, there's nothing new about Tesla. Like, no. They've been around a long time. Their tax credit's gone. Like, why? I think it's... Their product's not getting better. No, but some of them are getting older and cheaper. I guess. They're hitting the used yeah, market. Yeah, that's true. And, and all honest, a lot of the charging network's building out, like... Well, yeah. their, their network's always been the best part of the company. And this is the thing. This is, like, at the top of this episode, or maybe it was the last episode, I mentioned how, like, I don't think Tesla's going to sustain themselves for being like a it real, was last one so we're yeah, talking about last the Fiat. One, yeah. yeah like i don't think tesla's gonna be around forever because the reason people buy tesla is because like it's the ev and it's to be like the model t was great yep. in the 19 teens somebody else will buy their company for the infrastructure and by the 19 by it. the 1930s the yep. model t was terrible and mm. i don't see elon musk making himself a model a no, and, uh, you know, 62% will only take you so far on your Twitter dashboard integration. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, I think, actually, maybe I'll have to walk this back, because Elon Musk keeps having to sell his Tesla stock to float the sinking company. If he, if he gets out of that Tesla, company, that might turn into a good company. Yeah, I think that might actually turn it around. Um, but, yeah, I'm surprised Porsche is doing as well as they are, but that makes sense. People are, that buy Porsches are insanely brand loyal to them. So yeah, I, yeah, no, they're the. I just I don't know. I don't understand. I don't. Porsche I ownership. do not either. I, just, I don't I get, it. get it. I don't like, get it. I have my Porsches I like, but like you know, I talk about elitist things and just turning me off from something. Oh my god. Okay. Porsche that, is peak of that. I have never gotten Porsche elitist bad. Yeah, but that's I mean, like when when you have an elitist, like that's like. That that's a it, good way to put it, though. Yeah, like, that's like it just why it puts you Porsche. off of the brand. It, I hate, I will never in my life buy a Porsche except for an automatic 928. It's the only Porsche I will ever buy. Because all the elitists hate Every single, whatever is in Vogue is the least favorite Porsche. Like, a Macan, I will buy. No. Base model, Macan. A 20T Macan? Fuck yeah. Oh, no. And you know what I'll do with it? I'm going to show up to every single Porsche Club of America no. meet anywhere within no. within the range of my vehicle. Well, I will luck, show up to every single one. Because the range is zero because that engine is going to explode. <laughs> exactly. But I would, if I had like... Could, if, would you buy the entire Porsche catalog of apparel too to show Oh up? my God, yeah. I'd, I'd get a base model and I would flex every single dealer optional accessory on my base model mechanic. <laughs> with my little like 15-inch wheels. 
You know, my, <laughs> get the Porsche red, yellow, and I black, would, girl I would fight people about like why the base model McCann is better than your 911. <laughs> I would be such an old, I'd be the biggest dickhead about I'm it. I'm kind of okay with that. Because I, that's the thing is I just hate Porsche so much. I was saying like, I, I was walking around. It's not a real Porsche. It's was, like going in with a 924. I was walking in SEMA with Jacob from Golden Peaks. And I said to him like, I'm like, it's nothing against that car. It's the people. And I'm like, I, does, if I made, like, the money that these people make, I would totally buy, like, a Carrera RS 2.7 and roll up Bogruff, the body kit on it. And then I'd get, like, some rotiform fake Fuchs. <laughs> and I'd park it and just put it, drop a piano on the car. <laughs> it's just, like, I would totally do that. Just because I hate how people are about it. And like, that's like my favorite like Porsche person is Magnus Walker. Cause he's divisive. <clears throat> like I love things that are just like the pure said it. Perfect. I mean, I'm all about it. Like yeah. singer. No, I don't want anything to do with the singer, but Magnus Walker, just taking a nine 11 and making it bad objectively. Yes. I'm here for it. Yeah. But is he doing it on purpose? Magnus Walker? Is he making the car bad on purpose, or is he no, just modifying it how I, he likes I it? It des- just happens to be I bad. had to describe Magnus Walker to a friend of mine that was like, he's very, like... I met him, not, but like... Yeah, he's very not into, like, that sort of thing. I'm like, Magnus Walker is like a normal guy that fell into a lot of money mm-hmm. and just does the thing he wants, and it happens to be very in vogue. It's cool when he crashed that Porsche into the back of his own carrier. It's great, yeah. But, like, he, it's just like when he he was in New York, and he's like... Uh, doing like some photo shoot for Porsche. He looks so stinky. He doesn't stink. I know. It's but amazing. He looks he so stinky. Incredibly good. I don't know if he Weird. smells good, but he smells very neutral. I was trying to catch up to him. I was at SEMA and Dan was having a high speed come apart about something. And I, like, <laughs> I'm like, damn, would you just shut up? I need to talk to Magnus Walker. Like, you need to get him on the site. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> he does always have the conversation that won't end when you need to go do uh, something. Yeah, or no, like, he saw, like, a competitor app that was objectively oh, worse since no. an ad for it, and he's just, like, losing his mind. You know, a typical, like, I do the same thing. I'm Jewish. I do the same thing. I know exactly what's going on. I know. I've spent time in public with yeah. both of you before. Yeah, and I'm like, I get it. But, like, also, like... <laughs> Get your head in the game. Let's go talk to this guy. But I couldn't catch up to him. A, and I quote, high speed come apart. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly, a good description. I really like that. <laughs> Just completely coming to pieces at high speed. You can't put it together. There's nothing that's going to go well it's here. Just a British Leyland car on a rough road. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Ah! <laughs> like, I have that too. It's... It is it is a is a trait that like we both very much so share. I'm dead. You're deceased. I'm just dead. You're absolutely deceased. I'm just done for it. Um, anyway, I'll uh, I'll finish this up real oh. quick. Subaru's <clears throat> losing some sales because people are realizing that Subaru makes nothing of value. Uh, Chrysler, I think Chrysler is remaining neutral because you can't go fewer than zero. Yeah, do they even have a car anymore? Yeah. The 300. They still make the LX? Yeah. Huh, I didn't know that. <laughs> they discontinued it this year. Huh. Wow. That had a long run. I'm, a, I'm shook. So we had an almost, <laughs> plus you, we had an almost 20-year run with that platform after the platform is already 20 years old. Yeah. A four-year-old? It's incredible. <laughs> Bless, Bless you. you. Um, BMWs begin to falter no, a little bit. No. Cadillac is staying standard because there's still boomers alive. Ford, I can't explain how Ford is a solvent company. 
It doesn't make sense. Okay, do they make any good product right now? Bronco. The Bronco. Bronco manual. There we go. Lot okay. and the, yeah, they have and a, a solitary product. And the Mavericks got a huge backlog of orders, too, so they're probably just registering Cr- a ton of new Chrysler's ones. doing okay. <laughs> They've only lost 5% of sales. Um, and I think what's interesting about the Chrysler thing is that, you know, I said that Chrysler operates on that, like, 30-year window. Yeah. This is the 19th year of that. <laughs> um, or the, sorry, this 29th? is the 29th year. I was going to say, wow, they no, have 11 ni- years ni- left. 19th year is like the year when they start getting good. But oh. yeah, no, this is the 29th year because they're about to kill off all the good things and they're going to have 20 years of trash uh, and then they're going to get good again. Or I'll be wrong. And they'll yeah, but what's that the, trend. What's for- the new guy's name going to be? I have no idea. Well, oh. no, it's, no, Mike Manley or whatever. Scott Manley, whoever the hell. Manley, that guy want to fight. He he's still the head of the company. That's why I have no faith. Okay. Because what happens is other brands when they make a big shift, they switch the people out. Mm-hmm. This one they don't. So you have a guy who's like, I really like the old charger, and they're like, Well, cool, it's going away. We need to make EVs. I'm going to make it as bad as possible then. So I guess bring the Fiat and federalize it. Yeah. So I, I think Chrysler, maybe they'll back the trend. I don't see it coming, but they're still not. The thing is, Chrysler's still owned by Fiat, so I think that might be why they buck the trend. Um, then Mercedes, yeah, even yeah, in the five hundred E's been sitting on the top of the inbox pile on the desk for like two years. Like you really need to look at your mail. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh, look at that! Oh. It's federalized. <laughs> Okay. You already did this? Well, fine, I guess. Uh, and then Kia is breaking even. They're only losing 1.6%. And I think he's doing that much better than Hyundai. Mm, this is the thing with Kia. The Kia boys, everybody buys one, and now you have 100% overlap of the people that previously had to register their old one, they're buying a new one having to re-register it. So, because they were all leases, and now your lease is totaled out, so but you have to get another lease. The Hyundais were the same thing, right, though? And those are way, Not way necessarily. Lower. Some Hyundais were, but they're not called Hyundai boys. They're called Kia boys. Right, but you could steal an Elantra the same as you could a Forte. But also a Hyundai, you have a lot of people that were getting cars like the Veloster in and things like True. that. Now you have cool Toyotas coming out and other good vehicles that exist. Well, those so. are going to go up next year because all the cars that can't be sold in California with factory exhausts mm, anymore are going to come to yeah, Illinois. That, that will come to Illinois. So yep. I'd like to see us next year. So <laughs> uh, I guess if you're in Illinois, uh, you're probably buying a Tesla or a Genesis. Also, a lot of Hyundai buyers are buying Genesis now. Yes, and you should probably buy a Genesis think, because and that's the they're thing good. Is, Hyundai used to have the Hyundai Genesis. Now it's its own brand. Yep. Kia had the K900. Nobody gave a shit about a K900. Correct. Nobody cared about the K9 either. <laughs> or the K7 or which what's the there's a current Kia model that is having like Ford duo shift dual clutch transmission level failures right now. Wow, that's cursed. And it's, it's probably yeah, bad. no idea. Uh it's it's a K something. It's their medium-sized oh, the, the, sedan, the K6 or something. K No, seven. that's an AMD processor. But no, uh, it, it's no K5? it isn't it's an AMD name. It must be a K5. It must be a K5 or something. So anyway, yeah. uh, don't buy one of those. Don't buy the, K, the Kia K car. Don't buy a Kia K car. Buy a Genesis. A Kia Sorento. First gen. On that top tip, I'll see you next week. I'm so disappointed Bye. ending on that. <laughs>